What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Alex Kennedy Podcast, which is part of the Basketball News Podcast Network. This is episode number 19. We post new episodes every week, so make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, check out the other shows that are on our Basketball News Podcast Network. Kenyon Martin and Jadakiss have a show together called Neat and Unfiltered. James Posey has the Posecast. Atan Thomas has a show with us called The Rematch. And this week, we just launched the Rex Chapman Show. Rex is doing a fantastic job with that, so definitely check out the Rex Chapman show and check out basketballnews.com. We have a ton of articles on there, 10 different podcasts, so you'll find something you'd like. Joining me today is a six-year NBA veteran who currently plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's been terrific this season. He's averaging 11.3 points and 7.3 rebounds while shooting 54% from the field and 50% from three. My guest is Bobby Portis. Bobby, thanks for joining me. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm great. I uh, I'm, I'm having a good uh, good weekend here. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for taking time. Uh, I want to start by talking about your decision to sign with the Milwaukee Bucks last offseason. First of all, what went into that decision? What factors were you considering when you entered free agency? Um, in free agency, uh, you know, before then, um, you know, me and my agent, um, you know, we were going back and forth on, you know if the Knicks was going to pick my option up or not. And, you know, kind of knew that they wasn't, um, didn't really have a good, I, I had a good year, but, you know, I didn't really, you know, live up to my own expectations of the year that I wanted. Um, you know, went on to, um, you know, keeping it moving forward. Um, the, you know, it's the Knicks. They didn't pick up my option, so they turned it down. Um, they offered me again to come back to the team for less money. But, um, you know, I think that I think the biggest thing with me that went into this season was more, of, you know, trying to get my name back out there, um, get under a, a winning umbrella with a winning team, um, being on a, a team that plays, uh, you know, you know it's the type of basketball that I want to play, uh, a system that I fit. Um, you know, when I was looking at all the teams, I just felt like the Bucks was that team for me. Um, you know, it wasn't about money or anything this year for me. It was more of a of a respect thing this year, um, you know, with us and all that. Uh, especially coming from last year. Um, I ain't playing the bubble. Um, I had to sit at home, watch the bubble and things like that. So um just me picking a team on I wanted to be a team where that I can, you know, fit in well. Um, knowing that, you know, they have Brook and Giannis, uh, I can be that third big that they that they needed off the bench. And, um, you know, so far, so good, man. I'm happy with my signing. And, uh, man, I couldn't have picked a better place. Yeah, you mentioned not playing in the bubble. That's a long time to be, you know, away from your team and not really competing. What yeah. was that like? It was tough for me, honestly, man. Um, you know, besides me getting hurt my fourth year, uh, that's probably like the longest I went 
you know, without basketball. Obviously, you can work out and you can, you know, work on your game, play pickup basketball, then nothing can really simulate an NBA basketball game with the highest level players, with the, you know, it's a different type of scheme that's going to get through at you every game. There's, you know, things that's fun to play against to, you know, make you better every day. Um, but, you know, it was tough. But, you know, me and my my trainer and, you know, someone I call someone I love dearly, uh, Marcus McCurl, um, he was there with me each and every step of the way. Uh, we had our guy, our guy, Vincent Mays, who, you know, he was one of my AAU coaches as well growing up. Um, and he's Marcus's best friend. They work together. They train me. Um, you know, we had things. I, I had guys like that around me every day to help me, you know, keep me sane and keep me all right, knowing that I was I was going to be away from the game for a long time. Um, but, you know, luckily, you know, I had guys like that. And, you know, it was a fun summer, man. The ground was – the ground was – it was it was a grind, man. Um, you know, working out. We didn't take off any days, man. We worked out every day. Um, you know, took off a couple of days on the weekend, but never took off weeks at a time. So, you know, it kind of gave me a chance to work on my game and, um, you know, try to tighten some things up that need to tighten you up that, you know, normally I wouldn't be able to, you know, have that longer stretch off. Yeah, well, it's paying off. I mean, the hard work clearly paying off for you. You're playing really well this year with Milwaukee. Um, I know you mentioned, you know, turning down more money from other teams to join a contender, to join the Bucks. You know, how important was that for you? And you're essentially betting on yourself. You know, it's a you signed a two year deal, the player option in the second year. So you're basically betting on yourself and saying, look, I want to compete for a championship, go to the playoffs, show what I can do. And then, uh, you know, maybe it'll pay off in the long run. You know, how important was betting on yourself? Um, you know, obviously with me, uh, I did it before, but around that time I was kind of just immature and young and really didn't know, uh, you know, know enough about the league, know enough about things like that. Uh, but, you know, as I've gotten older, I've grown up a lot. Uh, you know, 2020 really helped me um, just kind of mature a lot in a lot of ways. Um, gave me a chance to go home and um, you know, really find out what was important to me, man. And um, all of those things kind of helped me, man, just kind of make that right decision with coming here, um, you know, having good people around me, good good friends, good people I can really lean on, man, that can really help you in any decision. And, uh, man, just I'm, I'm blessed, man. I ain't going to lie, man. Aside from the question, man, I'm just I'm just a blessed, blessed individual, man, just to be able to do what I do on a daily basis, man. Be able to, you know, wake up every day, you know, take care of my family. And like I said, man, it wasn't about money, man. Like turning down the money and stuff like that it was more of a just, you know, a right move thing for me. You know, man, just, you know, when you just know when something's right, you know, I always try to go with my first mind and everything. Man. And like this one, and like this was, this was my first mind was coming here. Like, man, I feel like I can help this team. And, um, you know, obviously I'll, you know, you know, just being being in life, man, that's betting on yourself. You know, living living every day, that's betting on yourself. So 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 like me coming to playing with the Bucks and, you know, essentially betting on myself. I don't really call it betting on myself because I kind of feel like I put enough time in and and you know, I put enough work in over these last nine, ten months where, you know, I'm not betting on myself. I just know what I'm gonna do if I just get the opportunity. I'm confident in my game, confident in myself, and I trust my work, man. You know, in the interview recently, you said uh, that you found your niche in recent years as a guy who provides energy off the bench, production off the bench. When did you realize that and really embrace that role? Um, I realized that my third season, 
Um, you know, kids got to know, like, when you get to the NBA, man, it's it's not college no more. It's not high school. Like, you're not the not the best player. Obviously, you can keep working and, you know, strive to be the best player and, and, and have that confidence in yourself that you are one of those guys. But, you know, all in all, in this league, man, it's probably, what, 20 superstars, man, that you call superstars. And maybe some people say 15, 10 superstars. And then you have the all-stars. And then after that, you have to find – you know, those guys have to find their niche and be a superstar in, in whatever role that you're assumed, you know. So with me coming into the NBA, it was different for me because, you know, when I was growing up as a kid, I wasn't the best player on my team. I was like, you know, a guy that comes in, plays hard, you know, might hit a big shot here and there, gets rebounds, offensive putbacks. I was that guy growing up. And then as I got older, I kind of worked on my game enough to where, okay, now I'm the best player on the team and now I can, you know, show, you know, that I can carry a team. You know, I was one of those guys. And then we get to the league, it's totally different. My first year is kind of tough because I was struggling with, damn, like, I'm used to getting the ball a lot, this and that. And then when I came my third season, I found my niche by coming off the bench, playing as hard as I can and scoring when scoring when given to me or – you know, whenever coach calls to play for me, I feel like, you know, I have to go make that basket, things like that. I kind of was, it's my niche was kind of earned, man. Fred Horberg, you know, he's a, he's a big, he's a big reason why, you know, I can, you know, have the utmost confidence in the, in the game to go shoot the three, man, because he's the one that, that pushed me, pushed me more, pushed me more, pushed me more to shoot threes in practice and, you know, breaking down my shots when I was in, um, it's the whole summertime going into my third season. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of fun when you be in the NBA and you have to, you know, go through these ups and downs to find out who you are in this league. And, you know, it's a marathon, man. But I think my third season was, is, is what helped me find that niche. And, you know, now it's, it's kind of easy in my role. When I know my role, I can go in there and normally play 20, 25 minutes. I can go in there and play my minutes with force and, you know, just, just be – just be the best version of myself as possible. You also talked about how you're getting double teamed way less this year, which makes sense, you know, because you're surrounded by guys like Giannis and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. You know, how nice has that been seeing more one-on-one matchups again and kind of being able to find your rhythm? I ain't going to lie. Like, that's the that's the fun part right there, man, because, you know, obviously, you know, it's a respect thing when team double team and stuff like that. Obviously, that's a respect thing. That's cool, but, you know, people work on their games to, you know, play one-on-one and, you know, this and that. It's, it, it's tough when, you know, guys ODB from the top and, you know, they rotate full, rotate all the way out to the to the weak side. It's kind of tough when they do those things like that. But at the same time, man, it, it's, it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a fun year, man, being able to catch the ball on the block, knowing that I'm playing at my own pace. And I know that, I know that the guys aren't going to come trap because we have shooters all over the floor. It's been fun playing like that, and, you know, I'm blessed to be in this position. This season, you know, there are fewer practices, so I know some players who changed teams this past offseason have had a tough time, you know, getting acclimated, developing chemistry with their new teammates, but you've been able to make an impact right away. It seems like you haven't had any issues there. What's it been like adjusting to a new team in a strange season like this? I mean, with me personally, I know, like, some guys probably struggle with it, but me personally, like, no matter where I like shoot, no matter where I go, I'm gonna be myself regardless. Like like shoot, all I know is is being Bobby Portis. Like I can't fake the funk. I can't, you know, be somebody I'm not. So shoot, if I go play 
at home in a rec league. I'm, I got to be myself. I got to be who I am. So that's all I know. So with me, it's easy. I'm a, I'm a team guy. I'm a, you know, I love to talk. I love to interact. I'm a, I'm a people person. I have a, I have a great personality by myself. So it's kind of, it's kind of easy for my teammates and coaches and whoever to gravitate towards me because I'm always the same every day. So with me, it was easy. Like my transition was easy. Like probably like the only thing was, was tough was just being in, like being in the crib all day or, and, you know, can't go nowhere. I think that's, the, that was the toughest part, but, you know, when you play this NBA game, you're in season. I'm literally around my coaches and my teammates more than my family anyway. So, yeah. so like, that's the easy part, like going to practice. Like I know I'm going to be in practice three, four, five, six hours because I, because I got to get there an hour earlier now with the COVID test. So I'm going to be there an hour before anything even starts. So now I have to interact with my teammates and talk to them and things like that. Like it was, it's kind of was an easier year with all that because with all the COVID tests you have to do twice a day and things like that. And, you know, you can't leave the hotel anyways or on the road because, you know, they got all those protocols and things like that. So it was kind of easier for us because, you know, a lot of the guys on our team play cars together and we get to interact and talk and get to know each other like that. So, you know, I think I think off the court is it's easier getting to know people because, you know, when you know someone off the court and, you know, they know you, it's kind of easier to trust them on the court. And I think that kind of makes the, the camaraderie and the, and the chemistry that much sweeter. For us, for us, you know, at at least. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, have you been affected by the condensed schedule at all? Like, I know there's times where there's, you know, not only back-to-backs, but also five games and seven nights and things like that. So has that been tougher dealing with the the schedule? Nah, or I, I love to play basketball. Like, I'm a big-time basketball fanatic. Like, even if I wasn't playing basketball, I will still be watching and knowing everybody, like, I'm a fanatic, so with me, man, it, it's it's been easy like playing these games because I had time off to get my body right, eat eat the right things, get in get in proper shape, um, tone down a little bit, lose some weight and things like that. So it's been easier for me. I'm in great shape and I love hooping, so I it, it didn't matter to me whether we had to play five games and seven nights, seven games and nine nights, six games, however you want to say it, it was. It's gonna be a joy for me, man. I love going out there competing, playing at this level. You know, guys from where I'm from don't even go to college. So for me to make it to the NBA, I mean, shit, I got to play as many games as I can. This is the best team that you've played on. And, you know, this Bucks team is expected to go on a deep playoff run. How exciting is it? I mean, I know, I know you talked about choosing this organization because they were a contender. But how exciting is it to be part of a team where you're, realist- you're realistically competing for a championship this year? Because you haven't really had that in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, shoot. So my first two years, I get to the NBA. Uh, I'm playing with Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler uh, my first season. Um, we had a disappointing season. We didn't make the playoff. We went 41 and 41. Um, come back my next year, and we have up and down season. Then we went like seven out of eight games to make the playoffs, get the ABC, uh, play against, you know, uh, Isaiah Thomas and his Celtics. They was number one seed. We were up 2-0. Rondo gets hurt. Boom, we lose four games. Um, from then on, I'm on all – all rebuilding teams. Uh, my next two years in with the Bulls, um, you know, it was a rebuilding team, so we wasn't expected to go to the playoffs. And, you know, sad to say, like, they probably didn't want us to even go to the playoffs to get a hot pick or something. So, yeah, that was – those two was like wash years for me trying to make the playoffs. 
um, get traded my, my fourth season to the Wizards. And it was like an up and down season for them as well. At the end, they decided to, you know, stop playing all the starters and lose some games as well. So that was like a wash year. Then last year, you know, we just – our team, we had potential, but our team just wasn't, you know, one of those – top teams to be one of the best eight teams in the East. So we didn't make it either. So when I came here to be on a team that's contending to, you know, be on the playoffs, you know, obviously, you know, that's not added pressure, but that's expectation that's set on the team. Um, you know, sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. But I think with this bunch of guys that we have here, um, it's fun for us to, you know, know the, know the expectations, uh, know, know what's given to us and know that, you know, do we want to be the hunters or the huntee? You know, you know. Sometimes, you know, in, in games, you know, every game is a tough game for us. You know, whether they know it or not, we might win by a lot or anything. But you know, those teams, teams like teams like always throw their throw their best punch at us, man. Uh, that's one thing I noticed with playing, you know, playing playing on this team, man. We get everybody's best punch. Uh, you know, guys, they. I seen guys, you know, being shooting the last five games, they shooting 28% from three, and then they come play us and they hit four out of five threes or five out of six threes. So a team that's not known for the three point shooting gonna make a franchise record threes. Like, I, it's just <laughs> every every game is something new. And uh, that's what I'm loving about it, man. The, the marathon that we're running right now uh, is fun, man. You know, the ups and downs with the COVID. Um, having no fans, to having some fans back, um, being able to not leave the hotel, all these things. Um, it's, it's, it's tough, man, but at the same time, it's, it's a blessing, and I think all these things are going to make us better, all the challenges and stuff that we have, man. It's, it's fun playing on a, on a contending team, man. Well, yeah, because people don't realize how tough it is when you're on a struggling team or a rebuilding team either. Like, I know the fans, yeah. they go through it and they're like, oh, the team's struggling. But they, I've talked to players about it and executives about it where, you know, you're working extremely hard and trying to turn things around. And day after day, you're losing. And like you said, sometimes things are out of your control because they rest the starters or they're trying to get a high yeah. pick. So, like, that that's, that's a tough situation. Yeah, like, I don't really think fans really understand, like, it's more than basketball with basketball players. You feel me? Like, basketball is what we do. Like, we work out every day. Our only job is to get better each and every year. Like, that's your only job as a basketball player, to work on your game and improve some of your game and impact winning. You feel me? Like, those those should be your goals, and that should be, you know, what you know that you have to do each and every year. But, like, fans don't get, like, it's the mental aspect of it that's the, the hardest part when, like, you're away from family. You know, you wait from your your kids, your wife, your mom, whoever, you know, whoever your loved one is, you're away from those people for an extended period of time. And then you have all these people who say things and this and that, and they can have the right to say whatever they want to say about you, this and that. Like it's it's a lot of things that affect certain guys in this league. And I think the mental aspect of it is way, way, way tougher than the physical aspect. I totally agree. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on that. Um, so right now you guys are 20 and 13. You're just two games back from the top seed in the Eastern conference. You know, you've won four straight games. When you look at this team, what do you guys need to do in order to win a championship this year? What are the keys for you guys? Um, taking it a day at a time, uh, knowing that it's going to be a process. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, we don't have a crystal ball. We can't predict the future. So I, I really can't say what we need to win the championship at the time. It just depends on who we're playing um, during that time. And then we can, you know, pick part things. But, you know, for us to be a successful team, you know, we have to get better every day. We have to keep trusting one another. 
And, you know, and we got to hang our hats on that, on that, um, on the defensive end. Uh, you know, when our, when our team is locked in on that end, you know, we're a tough team to beat, man. Uh, you know, we have a lot of guys that can go out there, you know, get some stops, uh, you know, when needed. Um, you know, we got rim protection. We got everything we need on the defensive end. But I think our biggest thing is going to just be staying locked in on that end. We all know we're going to score 100, 110, 120 points every night. But, you know, if we hang our hats on that, on the, on the opposite side of the ball, I think, you know, our team's, our team's going to be tough, man. How is this Bucks organization different from other organizations that you've been a part of? Um, you know, they're, I mean, I mean, the Bulls, the Bulls organization is always going to be special to me. You know, when you get drafted somewhere, uh, I mean, I think that city always going to hold a special place in your heart, you know. Um, then the Wizards, the Wizards was good as well. Knicks was good. I, I have no bad thing to say about nobody's organization. But uh, I just think the difference is I'm on a winning team now. And, and, like, you know, there's a difference between losing and winning. Like, when you're on a losing team, you know, you're trying to – you're always just banging the hammer, banging the hammer, banging the hammer, trying to get something, you know, to work. You know, you're going to practice a lot. You're going you, – you know, you know, like, you're going to do all the things, you know, to, to like, build a winning culture. You know, you're going to do all the right things to, to, to help your culture be the best culture that it can be until it's time for you guys to win. Then you guys are, you know, turn the corner or turn the clock. And I'm here, it's different. Like, you know, we practice a certain type of way than, you know, all my teams previously. You know, we we our shooting routines are a lot different. Like, you know, it's it's more, it's more of like Coach Bud knows like, you know, what players needs and things like that. And you know, he kind of caters to to, you know, our bodies and things like that. It's it's more, it's it's more mental. It's more mental here than physical, man. You know, physically, you know, we're we're gonna go out there and you're like, we already know, like, okay, we have to do this, we have to play basketball, we have to share the ball, we have to give our bodies up to the team. But here it's more mental, like he, he gives us a certain amount of days off, like for our bodies, this and that. Like it's it's a lot more than just basketball that, you know, that me personally that I like about it. You talked about uh maturing and you know, since you entered the NBA and early on you wanted shots and you were focused on that kind of stuff. And then you kind of learned to accept a different role and stuff like that. I guess like on and off the floor, how is 26 year old Bobby Portis different from the Bobby that entered the NBA years ago? I mean, um, just me right now, man, I'm just in a great space in life, man. Uh, you know, I'm in a great spot right now, just feeling, you know, good by myself by my game, by my fam, just everything around me. Like I, I got, I got good positive people in my corner. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not doing the same things I would do. Like, you know, obviously we can't do it anyways, but you know, I'm just, I'm just more locked in on basketball. Like I'm all in on ball. And, um, you know, there was times where like, I always worked as hard as I could and things like that, but I wasn't just, you know, all in on ball, but now I'm, basketball is is everything to me like that's the only thing i'm worried about right now like you know not worried about anything else but trying to get better every day play my minutes with force give my all to the team and you know whatever coach bud needs from me i'm gonna try to do it to the best of my abilities like that's the only thing i'm worried about right now and just me being in that great space has helped me out a lot um you know working out with you know marcus and vincent this summer and you know, bringing Lethal Shooter along as well, man. Just him tapping me in, trying to help me tap into that space, he said, you know. You know, sometimes, you know, I would, you know, get technicals on the court and things like that. Like, I'm not 
not I'm not I'm not trying to do it. Like I'm just trying to be the best version of myself. Go out there and, and just ball out. Only thing I worry about is you know getting better every day, being the best Bobby Portis I can be, and you know just being the best version of myself every day, man. That's awesome to hear. You're in a great place. It's it's really cool. Uh, I'm happy for you. Um, what's been your first impression of Milwaukee? Because I mean, you've played in you know, quote unquote, big markets uh, like New York and Chicago and Milwaukee is obviously one of the smaller markets. Now, I don't know how much you're able to, you know, go out and experience uh, the city and stuff like that because of COVID. But what's been your first impression of Milwaukee? I mean, um, obviously, when you play in Chicago and New York and Washington, you know, obviously that all those are way bigger cities than Milwaukee. So they have a ton of people. So they have a they have, they have pretty big fan bases and this and that, but man, like in small towns like Milwaukee, like like these guys are real deal sports fanatics. So like they real deal love love the the Packers. They like they're passionate about the Bucks. Like you have people like that has vintage clothing and stuff like that from like nineteen fifties and sixties that they still have that they still wear. It's cool, man. Like the basketball and sports culture here is just, it's tremendous. Like they love their team. Um, obviously, you know, I can't go nowhere and do this and that. Well, you can if you want to, but I'm a type of guy that, you know, I don't even want to put myself at risk or getting anything or this and that or giving it to someone else. So um, I haven't really experienced a city like that um, due to COVID and stuff, but um, man, it's a, it's a, it's a great basketball and sports town, man. They love their, they love their sports for sure. And Giannis is capable of dominating on both ends of the floor, obviously. You've had battles against him, but what's it been like playing with him? It's been fun, man. Just an unselfish guy, a stand-up guy, um, a guy that gives his all to the team each and every night, never, you know, never complains, never wants to, you know, plays every game, plays hard. Um, it's kind of cool being around a, you know, a superstar guy like that. It's won MVPs and all NBAs. He's just so selfless. Like he's himself every day. He comes in every day with a smile on his face, cracks jokes, um, you know, talks to everybody. You know, we hang out sometimes, play cards at you know at different people's houses and things like that. So it's it's pretty fun, man, to you know be around a superstar caliber player like that. That's still you know so so genuine and humble. And then Drew Holiday, I know he was voted, I think, teammate of the year last year. Like people, I mean. I know everyone you played with uh, in New Orleans loved him. Uh, he's obviously able, you know, have a huge impact on the game, but then off the floor as well. So, what's it been like, you know, getting to know Drew and his impact on the team? Man, I I played with uh, I played with Drew's big bro Justin Holiday in Chicago for for two what two seasons, man. I played with him, and um, it was fun, man, playing with them and being on the team with them, man, because. He's a good, good player, man. He's a he's a crazy defender. He can score the basketball too. He uses his left hand more than his right hand. His left hand's like crazy on the court, like and you know just being being his teammate, being around him. He's a genuine guy. He cares a lot, man. I think everybody know how much he cares about anyone, man. He gave up how much percent of his contract last year at the end of the season? Like that was like remarkable like that's some things like people never even think of doing he yeah. did. so you know I think people know how genuine and how sweet of a person he is just off that just off that 
um, period. But just being around him every day is good, man. He's a great guy. He's a competitor. Um, and, you know, he's a cool guy to be around. And the last question for you, uh, you know, we talked about your journey and, and everything that you've kind of learned throughout your time in the NBA. But what advice would you give to guys that are rookies this year that are kind of coming up based on everything you've kind of seen and experienced? What would be your biggest advice for the, the rookie class of this year? Um, I just try to tell them, man, it's a marathon, man. Like, guys don't know it. Like, obviously, like, when you grow up, you work as hard as you can. And, you know, everybody that plays their individual sport, whether you play football, whether you play basketball, whether you play baseball, whatever it is, like, I don't care what nobody says. Everybody's end goal is that, oh, yeah, I want to make I want to make it to the major league. Like, I want to be an NBA player. I want to be an NFL player. I want to be an MLB guy, you know. That's your end goal. Like, you're not playing it just to oh, stay in shape with some of your kids. Like, you have genes, aspirations, and you look up to the guys that's before you, like, like, I looked up to LeBron and Kevin Kevin Garnett and guys like that. So, you know, with me, man, I'll tell guys, man, it's a marathon, man. NBA is a marathon, man. Life is a marathon at that, but just you being in this league, it's a marathon. Obviously, things not going to go your way. It's going to be ups and downs. It's going to be people down you. It's going to be people coming into your life that, you know, they probably won't mean you no good, but, you know, it's a marathon. You got to stick with it, man. I think, I think the best thing is, you know, life is your – Life is your best teacher, man. You go to school for 18, 20, 23 years, man, and you won't learn nothing in school that you learn in life, man. So, you know, it's a marathon in this league. Take it a day at a time. Um, you know, obviously, it's going to be ups and downs, like I said, man, but, you know, keep running your race. Man. You can't run nobody race but your own race in this league. You know, you can't worry about what nobody else getting and none of that. You got to run your race. Well, that's great advice, and uh, I just want to thank you for your time today, man. I'm happy for you. It's so great to see you in you know, such a good place uh, physically, mentally. It's awesome to see you on a contending team. Uh, you know, we, we go back a few years and uh, it's it's been great to watch your journey and kind of see you get to this point. So I'm happy for you, man. Thanks for your time today. Appreciate you, man. You know, blessed, man. And, you know, it's blessed to be in this position, man. I work hard each and every day. I dedicate myself to this game, man. I love this game. I love what it's done for me. And I'm thankful, man. I never cheat the game, man. Shoot, I, I, I appreciate you, Alex. Well, thank you. I appreciate you too. Everyone, make sure you're following Bobby on Twitter and Instagram at Time. And if you want to hear more episodes of this podcast, be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you stream this show. Until next time, thanks for listening. Today's episode is sponsored by Greensupply.com. With everything going on in the world, it's more important than ever to stay safe. At Greensupply.com, you can purchase masks, hand sanitizer, and other important health and wellness products, which are all in stock with same-day shipping. Best of all, listeners get 10% off their order when you use the promo code ALEX at checkout. That's A-L-E-X for 10% off your order. They have KN95 masks, cloth masks, hand sanitizer, and other supplies like forehead thermometers and UV boxes. Visit Greensupply.com. Com today. That's greensupply.com.